Welcome to one more edition of Politics and Radamic Berto Will is your host. Today we have a very special guest, something that's gonna that's gonna discuss a subject that affects every single American at some time in their lives. Diane Archer. Diane Archer is president of Just Care USA, an independent digital hub covering health and financial issues facing uh, boomers and their families and promoting policy solutions. She is a past board chair of Consumer Reports and serves on the Brown University School of Public Health Advisor Board. Ms. Archer began her career in health advocacy in 1989 as founder of the pres and, and president of the Medicare Rights Center, a national organization dedicated to ensuring that older and disabled Americans get the health care they need. She served as director healthcare for uh, director health care for all project institute for America's future between 2005 and 2010. Diane Archer, welcome to Politics Done Right. Thank you for having me, Alberto. Well, let me tell you first of all, I'm excited uh, to talk to you mostly because the med our healthcare system is in shambles, has been in shambles for a long time. One of the issues is that it flies under the radar and we don't discuss the issues that we really need to discuss. I contacted you about talking about this thing called DCEs, first of all. Not that that is the only subject, but I wanted to talk about DCEs because a lot of people don't understand the dangers of it. But before I get started, I want to ask you to tell us in your own words, what is the state of healthcare in our country today? Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here is a total mess in this country. And it's a mess for one principal reason which is that we've handed over control over our healthcare to corporate health insurers that are in the business of making money for their investors and do not put people's healthcare needs first. And in addition to that, uh, they are unable or unwilling to control costs or improve quality of care. So we're literally giving them control over an area where they can't serve as a good middleman. They're not even like a Walmart, right? Which is there to be in the middle to get you the lowest prices and the best value. This is the opposite. And that is why every other industrialized democracy does not turn over the business of healthcare to corporate health insurers. They take control. And some people believe, oh, well, they do have private insurance. Oops. And the reason it's different is because in those countries- I, I need to stop you a second because okay. we had a, a, a temporary internet block. Some people think they have private insurance. Some people, some people think that private insurance is the same, no matter who gives it to you or where you get it. And it's not. And- Private insurance, if it is under the direct control of the government, where the government is saying to the private insurer, or a large employer maybe is saying to a private insurer, we can go further there, 
this is what you're going to pay for it. This is when you're going to pay for it. This is how you're going to pay for it. And we want everybody covered. And this is what they're going to have to pay. That's one thing. We could talk about that. In the case of most health insurance in this country, what happens is the opposite. The insurers get a flat fee per person and they're told cover these benefits. And then they get to decide what to pay for and when to pay for it and how much to pay for it. And as a result, people who are sick and need costly health care get screwed. It's that simple. Now, Diane, I, 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 I have a problem. Okay. We have asked Americans to forget basic arithmetic that they've learned in school, that somehow having the cost of health care, having a, some particular cost that, have, that is absolute, and having an entity who pays it cost you more than instituting another group of people who must be paid out of the same pot. We have asked people to avoid, to, to forget basic math, that if you put a third person in there, that per third person or third entity also has to be paid. So the total cost of the product goes up or you get less of the product. The two of them cannot exist at the same time, correct? Totally correct. And not only have we said to them, forget the math and forget about the fact that we're adding this extra layer of bureaucracy and extra cost, we're also saying, choose among a bunch of them and forget the fact that they're all different and that you're going to be choosing blindly because we're not going to tell you what the difference is. And so basically we're saying, pick the plan that's right for you, recognizing that many of them may not be right for people and forcing people literally to play Russian roulette with their healthcare because they don't know if they're picking a plan that is going to give them the care they need when they need it or not. You know, I find it ironic that they always talk about having choices, right? And yes. the only plan that really gives you choice in the Medicare field, whether it's Medicare Advantage or just straight Medicare, is Medicare, the one run by the good old United States, we the people. And why? That is because, of course, you get a chance to choose your doctor, your hospital, etc. All the others choose it for you. Am I correct? You are. You just nailed it. In fact, the way to think about it, I think, is if you go the traditional Medicare route, you get care customized to your needs and wants, right? You get to pick your doctors, you get to pick your hospitals, they get to decide the care you get. And basically, if you have supplemental coverage, you don't have to worry about the cost, nor do your family members. You can sleep at night knowing that you're going to get the care you need. And when you go to the private side, to the Medicare Advantage side, you have no clue. I, I think, um, Diane, why we need people like you, why we need your organization and your organization to be funded is that this is not a message that enough Americans are hearing. So the Medicare Advantage folks are coming out with, we'll buy you a membership to a club. We'll buy, we, we'll give you a free meal. Come sign up. But what you're signing up for is to be screwed down the road. I've heard a, a comment about, a young man who had testicular cancer and he was in Medicare Advantage and they couldn't, uh, they didn't have a particular doctor to take care of him. So they had to ship him somewhere else. So he said, no, I'm going to go back to Medicare, regular Medicare. And he found 
At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Found out the hard way that if you take Medicare Advantage, it's difficult as hell to get back into Medicare because that supplemental you're talking about at that point is no longer a, they don't have to take you as they do when you initially sign up. Would you like to expand on that for me? Yeah, I think that's an excellent point that is lost on a lot of people. So people sign up for Medicare Advantage largely because they want to save money on the Medicare supplemental insurance that you do need when you're in traditional Medicare. And the big problem with traditional Medicare is that there is no cap on out-of-pocket costs. But the good news is when you buy the supplemental coverage, not only do you have to not worry about a cap, but virtually all your costs are covered. So again, you don't have to think about co-pays and deductibles for the most part. Everything is covered. When you're in Medicare Advantage, it's just the opposite. There's a cap, but it's as high as $7,550 in a year, which is three times the cost of the supplemental insurance. So every time you need care, you have to stop and ask yourself, do I want to spend that $500, $50? How much is it going to be? I don't even know how much it is. I don't know how, if I can afford it, maybe I'll go without my care, right? Do I want to get into medical debt? Am I going to assume debt? So you're constantly in this position of having to make a decision between your health care or your loved one's health care and, um, and your rent or your mortgage or your dinner. I mean, it is a terrible position to put people in. And what about switching between Medicare Advantage back into Medicare? What's, what are the caveats? And then what happens is exactly. So then you're stuck and you think, oh my gosh, I've just been diagnosed with cancer. I'm not going to be able to pay $7,550. I really want to switch back into traditional Medicare. But whoa, I can't get that supplemental insurance to fill the gaps in traditional Medicare. Medicare tends to pay 80% of the cost, and then you're required to pay 20% of the doctor's cost unless you have supplemental coverage. But insurers are not required to sell you that insurance, except in rare situations when you first become eligible for Medicare. And then if you move to another community, there are some exceptions. But as a general rule, you can't move unless you have Medicaid, which is supplemental insurance you can get if your income is is low, or you can get it through your employer. But as a general rule, you're stuck. You're locked into Medicare Advantage. And even find uh, Medicare supplemental insurer that will insure you, odds are that they're going to be able to charge you so much that you're not going to be able to afford the cost. So here you are now stuck in Medicare Advantage, as you've just said, locked in. You can't go to the center of excellence, to the MD Anderson or to the Sloan Kettering that you want to go to. You can't move in with a family member out of your community because your care isn't covered out of your community, but you need that family member to take care of you. So you need to move. And you are just in the hands of this corporate insurer whose priority is a return on um, investments to shareholders. And what I'd like to say, Verdor, let me just say one more thing. 
it's 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 worse than anybody can really imagine because if you and I decided we were going to have the best Medicare Advantage program in America, one that said we want you if you have cancer, we want you if you have heart disease, we're gonna we're gonna do everything we can to get you the best possible care. We're gonna have the biggest network, you know, like traditional Medicare. We'd be out of business before we opened our doors because the way that the government pays us. They pay us a flat fee per person, regardless if that person needs a lot of care or a little care. And so if you're a for-profit entity, you're focused on getting the healthy people in and the sick people out. And if we were focused on getting the sick people in, we wouldn't be paid enough money to take care of them. And we'd be out of business before we opened our doors. So the way the government pays these plans by paying them a flat fee just incentivizes them to deter people who are sick from joining and to encourage people who become sick, who are their members, to leave. And that's unfortunately just the way it's set up and it should not be set up that way. And now we can get to direct contracting because it is set up exactly the same way. Should we move Talk on? Talk to me about there. I think I, I and I, that's a segue that I that I wanted because that that is a one of the reasons I contacted uh, contacted you is that DCE everybody has been complaining about it and I think the Biden administration who we expected to do something positive meeting get rid of them and really be pushing Medicare the standard Medicare has created something called ACO Reach. Why don't you kind of um, uh, talk to us about this? Okay, so these are just names, but the short of it is back in 2020, the Trump administration came up with a plan and the plan was let's privatize all of Medicare. Let's turn all of Medicare into Medicare Advantage and take away people's choice of getting their care uh, administered directly through the federal government. And so they launched this plan and then the Biden administration took over and it was still in place. And um, what has happened since is that very recently, uh, the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, which oversee Medicare, decided they were going to rename that program REACH and basically continue it as designed by the Trump administration. And that means that if your doctor signs up with a private insurer or a investor, like a private equity investor, to um, administer your care in traditional Medicare, then you will be under the control of that investor or insurer when you need care. That investor or insurer, exactly like in Medicare Advantage, will decide whether you need care and whether it's going to pay for that care. Interesting people say, well, you can always object or whatever. Generally, after you're, you're dead by the time the objection or the, or, or the arbitration or whatever is taken care of. It, it, you, you put a, an interesting thing that you sent to me that I think is a very important. You said, changes do not worry Wall Street. Investment analyst Spencer Perlman, the day after the announcement of REACH, which was supposed to make things better, says, the reforms are one part of a public relations exercise and one part modest revision that should not tangibly impact the for-profit entities currently participating in the model. The model being 
the DCEs, which is the uh, direct contracting model. Tell us how evil that direct contracting model is, um, Diane. It, it's really bad in, in a few significant ways. Number one, if your doctor is part of one of these direct contracting entities in traditional Medicare, you may not even know it. And you will be automatically assigned to that direct contracting entity against your will. Yes, you're supposed to get a piece of paper in the mail, but as far as I understand it, people with Medicare get hundreds of people pages of mail um, every month um, because everybody's trying to sell them something. And so most likely you're not gonna read the piece of paper. And if you do, I can tell you, I've seen a couple of them. They are impossible to understand. So you're gonna go to your doctor, continuing to think that you're seeing the same doctor and you, at some level you are, but at another level, this direct contracting entity, now in the business of figuring out how to drive profits for its investors, is going to be telling your doctor how to deliver care to you. And that could mean that instead of the half an hour visit you're used to, you'll get a 15 minute visit. It could mean that instead of that doctor referring you to a high value or an excellent healthcare provider if you get sick, the doctor will be told by the direct contracting entity, send this person to this healthcare provider who costs very little, who will be good enough for your patient. And you won't know the difference unless you ask your doctor. And so one big piece of advice is talk to your doctor, find out if that doctor is part of one of these direct contracting entities. And if so, ask your doctor point blank if he or she is being told to change the way your care is received, what care you get and when you get it. Absolutely, that is the case because that's how these entities make money. That's their job is to limit the care you get. And we know in Medicare Advantage, as we've talked about the private side, the corporate side of Medicare already, that people in Medicare Advantage get as little as 30% fewer services than people in traditional Medicare. So there's a lot of people who think, oh, well, I'm going to get Medicare benefits and Medicare Advantage. I'm going to get Medicare Advantage in traditional Medicare. What difference? And the difference, as you said, one huge difference is who's going to give you those services? You know, is it going to be a high quality provider or a low quality provider? In Medicare Advantage, we know that the skilled nursing facilities are lower quality. We know the hospitals are lower quality in overall. We know that um, the home health services are lower quality overall from independent researchers. And we know that there's widespread, widespread inappropriate delays and denials of care and coverage according to the Office of the Inspector General. That's what's going on already in Medicare Advantage. So you can expect to see exactly the same thing if you're in a direct contracting entity in traditional Medicare. Now you do have the right to opt out. That's the good news, if you know you're in. So first find out if your doctor is part of one of these entities. And if the doctor is, find out how your care is being restricted. If you need costly services, if you have serious health needs, 
you may want to change primary care physicians. Now that's asking a lot of anybody because that's undermining your continuity of care, which is really, really, really important. But the person who you signed up um, to have as your doctor is actually not gonna be practicing the same kind of medicine as that person was before that person was a part of a direct contracting entity. Maybe it's conceivable that person will deliver good medicine. I can't say absolutely that person um, will not, but what I can say and what you've already said is that there are financial incentives to delay and withhold care from patients. And one more thing, those doctors in many instances are gonna be paid more when they listen to the direct contracting entity and make more money for the direct contracting entity. And they make more money by withholding and delaying care. I mean, that is important. And I'm glad that you ended this little segment on that issue. I want to take a little bit of liberty here to talk basic economics and common sense. And it, it is important for those that are listening to us right now, those that are listening to Diane realize one thing. And, 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 and first of all, these corporations are not doing anything wrong. They're not doing anything illegal. They're doing what they're supposed to do. Private corporations are supposed to maximize the values for their shareholders and in doing so, maximize their own bonuses for the executives. That's, there's nothing wrong about that in a, in, a, in a society. However, when you have that, you have to determine if you want your health care under that domain. You have to determine if you want your social security, you want your Medicare under that where that corporate executive must decide, should I care for her cancer or should I care more about what my bottom line is going to be to buy my Ferrari? And I'm not kidding around, around that. We have to understand these are basic value judgments that we must have here. And corporations have no value judgment by design. It's inherent into the economic system. You cannot follow the rules of the economic system and care about anything other than maximizing values. I want, to, uh, I, want, I want us to discuss a little bit further. How can we ensure, again, I said earlier, it's about common sense and economics. And one of the good things, or one of the bad things I should say is that the corporations have unlimited funds for marketing, plausible stupidity, which is what I think they do. In other words, they make us less smart with their marketing. You see a, a Medicare Advantage advertising, somebody's happy that they got a membership to keep themselves healthy at a club, at a health club. Somebody sees that they get a coupon to go to a restaurant to buy something. These little shallow things that ultimately cost you much. How can we, those of us that are trying to do the right thing by everybody else, get our message out best we can? You made a number of really, really smart points. These companies are doing exactly what they're in the business of doing, and it is not about putting our healthcare first. It's about taking as much money out of the healthcare system as they possibly can. And our job is to push for a cost-effective healthcare system 
that is designed to meet everybody's needs, not simply the needs of people who are healthy, but the needs of the people who are the most vulnerable, the people with lower incomes, the people uh, with serious health conditions, people in rural communities, people of every which type need to have their needs met. And that is the best way to ensure that is with a program like Medicare for All, where everybody is covered for what they need at a price they can afford. The way Medicare for All is designed, there are no co-pays or deductibles. The cost of the program is really coming out of the tax system. Mm -hmm. And it's so much more efficient. I mean, one thing we haven't talked about is Medicare Advantage is costing us literally hundreds of billions of dollars more over the next eight years than traditional Medicare. The projection from a fairly conservative economist is that it's gonna cost $600 billion more over the next eight years than traditional Medicare would cost. That is real money. And so you can just imagine as if the government succeeds at getting everybody into one of these Medicare Advantage plans and destroying the traditional Medicare program, the program which would be the foundation for Medicare for all, then what's gonna happen? Well, I can promise you one thing, as you know, the corporations are not going to sit back quietly and take a huge hit to their profits. They're just gonna shift more costs onto us. They're perfectly happy doing that. Now that might mean that you know, some people will be able to afford those costs, but a lot of people are gonna end up literally dying or becoming disabled needlessly because they can't afford their health care. And honestly, I mean, the sad reality is that is happening today. There has been, there have been a few pieces um, out, one out of um, the National Bureau of Economic Review, looking at just out-of-pocket costs for prescription drugs for people with Medicare. And what that study found was that a $10.40 increase, just a $10.40 increase in co-pays led to thousands of needless deaths a year because people dropped their medicines. They dropped their medicines for, um, to manage their heart conditions. They had heart attacks and strokes. I mean, this is really criminal. It's just unbelievable what the wealthiest country in the world is allowing to happen. But there is a solution, as you say, Medicare for all, it's cost effective. It gives people exactly the care they want, literally customized to what you want. If you're, if you're traveling to Arizona and you need care in Arizona, you get it. If you want to see a particular doctor, you get to see virtually every doctor in the country, with some exceptions, but basically you get to see them all. And hospitals as well, you can use them. There's no restrictions. You get what you need when you need it. And you don't have to navigate these incredible hurdles that the corporate health insurers put up to help delay your care. Not, not only to speak about the or to speak about the doctor's offices that won't have to deal with a hundred different insurance companies anymore. They just submit a bill and all the staff that they would have needed to process all of that is no longer there. Dan, look, I can't tell you how important your message has been today. I, I asked one last question every single time, and that is, what would you have liked me to ask you that I didn't? I think you really covered the full range very effectively, Roberto. Thank you so much. One final thing. 
what can people do now to fix this tragic situation? And what they can do is write the White House, write their members of Congress and say, end the direct contracting program, the DCE program now named REACH immediately. Protect our traditional Medicare. Allow us the choice of traditional Medicare. Don't force us into a managed care plan. Well, Diane uh, Archer, uh, president, actually president of Just Care USA. Before I close, I want to thank you for the work that you do because we need this work in a massive, at a massive level. And anything that politics done right or any other entity you need to get this job done, let's get this job done because your work is invaluable. Thank you so kindly for having been on Politics Done Right. Thank you. It's been a total pleasure, Alberto. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.